The internet is a big dumpster. Doctor! 
everybody. Welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. There's also simulcasting to other places, but who cares about those other places? <clears throat> you can always grab this on your favorite podcatcher of choice if you're listening to this podcast. I don't know. Leave a one-star review. Everybody does that for the Intellectual Dollar Tree. We like to read those out at the end of the year or every hundred or so episodes of the Intellectual Dollar Tree. If you start leaving some one-star reviews for the Plex, we might start reading some of those out as well. Uh, you can support this project at ecoplexmedia.com. Click the support tab. Our favorite way for you to support is our merch. I'm wearing one of our t-shirts you can't really see and our very um, slowly becoming famous tinfoil hat. You can find our merch shop at eplex.store. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and this is what the people want. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. But when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Donate the cops, donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Christmas rages on uh, this week. Well, we our side took a big blow in the war on Christmas. A satanic display in the state capitol in 
or was it Idaho, Ohio? I keep getting those two places confused. Anyway, it was uh, vandalized, and uh, CNN has a bit of a story on it. It's the display at the center of a free speech debate in America, the Satanic Temple of Iowa, putting up this scene in the Iowa State Capitol. Built with the state's permission, it includes a statue of a goat-headed figure, along with... Dude, that's a disco, that's a disco ball goat head. I want that. That guy smashed a disco ball. I hate that guy. He smashed a disco ball goat head. Like, you shouldn't fucking vandalize somebody's fucking shit anyway. But, like, the dude smashed a disco ball goat head. Now I'm pissed. Tenants of the group's beliefs. But not everyone is feeling blessed by its appearance. Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds calling it absolutely objectionable. Another Iowa lawmaker calling it disgusting. And tonight, outrage hits a boiling point with the display vandalized and the goat-headed figure beheaded. I want to bring in the co-founder and spokesperson of the Satanic Temple, Lucian Greaves. Lucian, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Let's start with what happened to that display. How did you feel when you saw the damage? Well, they had prayer rallies. They protested us. They, uh, they, they denigrated the local government for following the law and opening the public forum to all viewers. And they still felt the need to tear down the statue or the, uh, the display that was put up by our Iowa congregation. I think it was a real act of cowardice. It's cowardice dressed up as heroism. It's acting like they're standing up for us when, in fact, when politicians do this, and my understanding is that this is somebody running for public office, they're really yielding to the whims of an uncomprehending, undemocratic mob. And they don't have the spine to uh, stand up for the values that they swore to uphold when they took an oath of office. And I think we saw similar from Ron DeSantis in his comments about us recently. I'll get to Ron DeSantis's comments in just a moment. But, you know, the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, she said earlier this week that she thought that the display was absolutely objectionable, but that in a free society, the best response to objectionable speech is more speech. She went on to encourage people to join her in praying over the Capitol. What did you think of that response? Were you surprised that it came from her? I'm surprised that it did come from uh any of the politicians right now and it's 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 really courageous to take a stance for free speech at this point on either the left or the right and there's a certain point at which we need some adults in the room to tell people what our liberal liberal democratic values are what their value is why we uphold them and what they're good for and they need to stand up for for these types of values or we're going to further degenerate in our polarism towards autocracy. You were talking about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis earlier. He is criticizing an IRS rule that was put in place under the Trump administration that designated the Satanic Temple as a tax-exempt church. Is he right, though, fundamentally? Did the Trump administration's actions actually give your organization a legal standing to have this display? No, we have a system in place where we have a system of checks and balances and we have static institutions like the IRS that work under a certain set of rules. And they're supposed to act neutrally in regard to viewpoint and just follow rote practices in which if we fall within the parameters of the law, 
our rights will be respected the same as anybody else's. We don't want to yield some kind of power to the government to begin picking and choosing between religious groups. People might hate us and people might want to exclude us, but that simply opens the door to more sectarian battles and it certainly won't stop there. Our IRS tax-exempt application certainly never came across Trump's desk. Trump wouldn't have comprehended it if he had seen it. And I think DeSantis knows that. It's just another display of cowardice from a politician who wants to play ignorant, I think. I think he knows better. I would be happy to debate him at any point. But I do think he is being a pathetic little coward when he calls us, when he tries to use us as a ploy to appeal to a mob of people who just don't understand what somebody like him very well should understand and should convey to the public instead of riling up fears and animosity between different people. So what should we understand about the, the Satanic Temple group? What is the actual message that you're trying to convey? Many people would look at the name and they would say, is it Satanic Worship? We're a non-theistic organization, but honestly, I feel that the beliefs that we hold take second place to upholding these values that I was speaking of. There's books available about us. There's been a film about us. We have a website. There's articles written about us all the time. People interested in what we truly believe can find these things, and they can see how we engage pro-socially with the communities that we're in, how we have various congregations doing good things in various areas. If they don't like the symbolism behind what we're doing, if they don't like the mythological construct that we appeal to, that makes no difference. It's far greater evil, I think, to allow the government to begin, as I said, picking and choosing, elevating one religious voice over another because that's a downward spiral, and that's not what we stand for, and that's not what liberal democracy stands for. You say that the belief system takes second place to the broader values of religious freedom. That that makes sense, but I wonder, I mean, this provocative, uh, you know, construct that was chosen here, uh, Satan, Satanism, this display, was the intent to simply provoke people who of Christian faith who might find that to be against their religion, not just... Oh my God, it looks so cool. What? The, <laughs> that looks... It looks fucking cool. If you're provoked by this, you're just trying to be provoked. Objectionable in and of itself, but actually against something that they believe? Well, for one thing, no. We don't do this just to provoke and offend them. But I also want to offer the caveat that even if that were what we were doing, even if we were offering criticism of mainstream traditional religious organizations, I would defend our right to do that. And that's why, uh, that's why I have a difficult relationship with that kind of question. I really think, though, that if people did learn about us, they would find much less objectionable than they think. Uh, but people aren't, some people aren't willing to do that, but our public office holders should do a better job and they should have more elevated standards. All right, Lucian Greaves, thank you. Very interesting conversation. So I don't always like Lucian Graves and sometimes <clears throat> like he didn't do, he doesn't do himself any favors with his appearance. I don't really, his, the, the thing with his eye is like irrelevant uh, to me. Uh, but like the slick back hair and stuff, he sort of looks like he should have a fedora some of the time and some of the time, some of his stuff he 
fucking says too is a little bit weird. But in that interview, he was real good. <clears throat> he basically said, "Hey, you know what? You could go find out what we believe. Um, it's pretty easy. We have a whole website, and uh, it's our right. If we're we're going to have religious displays at the state capitol, you got to take all comers. I just think that they just shouldn't have any religious displays at the state capitol. Fucking Christmas tree is fine. Whatever. It's just a fucking decorated tree. It's fine. Christmas is largely a secular holiday anyway." It's just a fucking tree. But as soon as you start having, <clears throat> as soon as you start having like uh, Jesus loves you and shit on, on stuff or whatever, whatever it may be, then yeah, I guess you got to go let the satanic temple have their awesome disco ball uh, Baphomet head. And again, that was a fucking awesome disco ball Baphomet head. <laughs> so that was CNN's take on this. Here's a uh, Fox's take with uh, Jesse waters. Uh, here's the, uh, they're going to interview the uh, the guy who did it. <laughs> like, Actually, this man is a hero. Cassidy's arrested and he's charged with fourth degree criminal mischief. He's been released and Americans are rallying behind him. Let's bring in Michael Cassidy and his attorney, Davis Yance. So, Michael, was this something that you plotted or is this something you just did on the spur of the moment? Uh, thanks for having me, Jesse. This was uh, certainly a, a spur of the moment kind of thing. I, I saw that this uh, was going on. I was surprised that it that the legislature allowed it up and that they didn't do anything to take it down, just to, to take it down. And um, so I, I got to the Capitol and I didn't know what to expect when I got there, just like that scene in Illinois with tons of people chanting and whatnot. Um, I didn't know what was going to be there, but nobody <laughs> was there, um, and it it offended me. It touched a nerve. It was, uh, you know, righteous indignation. I call it, you know, Christian uh, civil disobedience. Disobedience, um, and yeah. So I, I took the the statue that was there, and it or the the idol, whatever you want to call it, uh, and then it's no longer there. How precisely did you decapitate Satan? Pulled his head off. Just pulled the head right off and yeah. let it crash just on the ground. Pulled it off, and then uh, it's just some some cheap fabric, probably like I don't know, five, ten dollars, something like that. Um, Dude, that was a it was made it was made of a disco ball. That there's a lot of labor that goes involved in making a disco ball. Off, uh, pulled it apart, put it in a garbage bag. And then, uh, then I went down to security and told him what I did. Uh, I wasn't running away or anything like that. I told him what, uh, what I did. They were very professional. Uh, then they gave me the citation and uh, sent me on my way. All right. And then beams of light started to shoot down from the heavens right <laughs> onto your head. I'm sure. Okay, uh, Counselor, you right now, I think, uh, was it Biden-Harris? Didn't they bail out the people that toppled... The statue of Thomas Jefferson, do you expect Democrats maybe to help fund or help donate to your clients <laughs> GoFundMe here? This is Satan. No. Not really uh, in the same league as Jefferson. No, we certainly don't expect those kind of donations, but there have been a lot of people that have come together and been incredibly generous and have to stand by a Christian who was taking a stand for, for good. This is obviously a question of good and evil, and it's important in our society. We recognize that. So that's this really is a grift. Michael to do this. And there's a lot of people that are willing to stand by him and we will ensure everything is done possible to make sure he gets the equal protection under the law. Absolutely. 
I mean, these satanic people, do they legally have a right to erect this dopey thing? Because it doesn't even seem like they're a real religion. So that's a great question. Under the First Amendment, under our case law, there has not been a single case that has ever found that Satanism can be considered a religion under our Constitution. <laughs> okay. And even more than that. But I don't think that's, a, that's because I don't think it's ever gone to the Supreme Court. Even, even more than that, blasphemy laws, anti-blasphemy laws have been upheld by our Supreme Court into the 20th sure. century. Wait, so, what, so, into, into what, how far into the 20th century? Why are the politicians in Iowa allowing it? Fear. They're, they're afraid to take a stand and they're afraid to challenge this when, when the law is clear. And regardless of that, they're afraid to challenge evil. And that's what we need to do. But that's the problem with Christians and the church in this country. We have to be able to take a stand. We cannot right. buy into the myth of neutrality in the public square. Otherwise, we well, get Well, as chaos. I said, I'm not really into toppling statues. But if there was one statue... In the whole country that deserves toppling, it's definitely Satan. Guys, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Jesse. Thank, Thank you. you for having us on. Hey, so, so when, they, when they try to compare this to toppling other statues, like the Church of, uh, the Church of Satan uh, never enslaved anyone, right? Like the statues that have been torn down by people, not, sometimes by the public uh, in acts of what would be technically considered vandalism, and sometimes uh, through... Uh, the, like uh, community action and lobbying the government for a redress of grievances. The government replaces the statue. Uh, those are of slavers. Those are of people who ride or died for the Confederacy. Mostly those are Confederate generals, Confederate leaders, people who um, are traitors. If you are a, an American Patriot, those people were traitors. I'm not big on patriotism myself, but I'm still happy to call them a traitor. They were trying to form a separate government from the United States because they wanted to keep slaves. And um, that's different than having what they call like a goofy, what they Jesse Waters just called a goofy religion that they think is there to annoy Christians. That's a, a f Those are very much not the same thing. And uh, good on the governor. Good on the governor for saying, hey, you know, they have the right to do this if other people are putting up their religious displays. I don't like it myself, but they have the right to do it. That's what the governor should say. Good on that governor, even though I'm, I'm hearing from chat that that governor's not the best. At least, at least they got it right that time. We got more in this year's war on Christmas. It's heating up as we get about a week from uh, Christmas. This is uh, apparently uh, this guy, <laughs> Stephen Miller, uh, did not like the... Uh, some of the Christmas stuff going on at the White House. Just didn't like it. But I just don't like that Stephen Miller is a person. So let's see what's going on here. Borders, people that believe in all the things that make society run. They hate normal. So when you look at these Antifa protests, when you look at these radical Wait. women's marches, when you look at these open borders marches, what do you see? You see people in purple hair and pink hair and a thousand face piercings and horrendous tattoos and bizarre outfits. Wait, the you thing they're showing is awesome. Normal people, family people, people that build communities and pay taxes and make things work. Show that again. Another example. Hell yeah. The weirdness of it, the bizarreness of Wait, it. What's weird about this? Right. Your term, which I think is exactly right, is the point, Laura. Wait, what was weird? That was awesome. That was like tap dancing and shit. That was like fucking pure Americana, baby. There's a fucking, like a... 
It's like a nutcracker and shit. There's a fucking giant candy cane, Christmas trees, fucking uh, all different kind of people. Fucking tap. That was Americana, baby. What the fuck? All right. Now there's a war on a uh, whole milk and it might affect uh, Santa Claus, actually. So if you leave milk and cookies for Santa, you better make sure it's whole milk. None of that 2% shit. The nutrients in whole milk, like protein, calcium, and vitamin D, provide the fuel Santa needs to travel the whole globe in one night. Whole milk is the unsung hero of his Christmas journey. Protein helps build and repair Santa's muscles. Hoisting heavy sacks of gifts up and down the chimney is no easy task. Calcium is vital for strong bones. It is calcium that keeps Santa strong and sturdy as he dashes from rooftop to rooftop. And vitamin D is essential to a strong immune system. Santa absolutely needs one as he braves the cold, wintry night. You see, it's not just the magic of the season that helps Santa deliver presents worldwide. It's also the fortifying nutrients of whole milk. So what's wrong with 2% milk? It has calcium in it. Also, it's like not, not like Santa's up there doing parkour. I mean, not to be not to be too on the nose here about this, but isn't Santa like a fat guy? Isn't Santa like a big fat guy? Like part of Santa is the belly, right? If I wanted, like I'm not super skinny myself, but if I wanted to go be a Santa, I'd need a fat suit to go be Santa. So like, what is... What is she talking about? He's not an athlete. He's Santa Claus. <laughs> and I don't think that her problem was that people aren't leaving milk. I think her problem is that people are leaving like 2% or non-fat milk for Santa. By the way, everybody, when you're a kid and you leave the milk and cookies for Santa and maybe the, the, the carrot for the reindeer, your mom and dad eat that shit. We got more in the war on Christmas. <laughs> this is. This person used to be a Grinch, everybody used to be a Grinch, but then they got saved. Now they're not a Grinch. They're just, uh, in my opinion, not as fucking cool anymore. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you are mine. That's a thief. That was just a fucking vandal and a clumsy thief. It didn't. Whatever. I thought that's really dumb. Like, I don't know what possesses people to make these fucking videos. Up next. Looks like this week it looked like we were losing uh, the war on Christmas, but but then I saw this and I'm like, we're gonna be we're gonna be okay, everybody. We're absolutely gonna be okay, and here's why. Only God can do. Only God can do. Only God can do. Only God can do. Do 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 it. Do 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 it. Do 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 it. Do 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 it. I told you, we're going to be all right. 
<laughs> so that's our that's our continuing war on Christmas coverage for this week. This year, the war on Christmas has been it's been sort of um temperature's been turned down a little bit. <laughs> so up next, we got our coverage of the um, more on Hunter Biden. So up here, we got uh, we got Gymnasium Jordan. And uh, I guess Hunter Biden skipped a deposition. Uh, Hunter Biden is on the record saying that he would like to testify publicly in front of Congress for all the world to see. Uh, Gymnasium Jordan is not uh, happy with the uh, current turn of events. People in for an interview behind closed doors where you can get those facts. And then, as the chairman said, we'd love for him to come public. Finally, I would say this. Uh, Mr. Biden's counsel and the White House have both argued that the reason he couldn't come for a deposition was because there wasn't a formal vote for an impeachment inquiry. Well, that's going to happen in a few hours. We think it's going to pass. We think the House of Representatives will go on record with the power that solely resides in the House to say we are in an official impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight. And when that happens, we'll see what their excuse is then. They should have Well, he'll show up. But once we take that vote, we expect him to come in for, a, uh, for his interview, for his deposition. And frankly, uh, we'll also, I think, look at uh, contempt proceedings as we move forward. But like a lot of people, REJ6 didn't show up and he was like defending them. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the rules are there, but uh, if the uh, if the White House's uh, legal staff said, hey, this guy doesn't have to show up if you don't have a, an official impeachment inquiry, then he didn't have to show up. You don't have an official impeachment inquiry. If you, once you have one and he has to show up, I guess he has to show up. I'd like to see it in public, though. Fuck it. Up next, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm sorry, Marjorie the Gathering just gets no respect. Here she is trying to like, but her way into uh, Comer and uh, and uh, Gymnasium Jordan's uh, little speech, and they're they're not going to let her. They're just going to leave. But chairman, that was memorialized that. in emails that we that you guys leaked from Hunter Biden's laptop. Thank you. I would like to have asked Hunter Biden about Man Act violations, sex trafficking women across. Thank state you all lines. very much. Thank you. Even Gymnasium Jordan is like, oh no, the QAnon lady. <clears throat> He didn't sex traffic anyone. There is no uh, official allegation as such. Um, as far as I know, he uh, treated the sex workers he hired pretty well. As well you should. Those, those are working people. They deserve your respect. Especially if you hire them. Here's, uh, here's Eric Swalwell. Um, Hamburglar Dan one time was started calling him Eric Swallowswell, which... I guess kind of funny, but every once in a while, this guy's kind of funny. I, I, I think he's a pretty good uh, representative and uh, we'll see what he has to say about um, the impeachment inquiry and Hunter Biden here. The only crime is that Joe Biden blew out Donald Trump in the 2020 election. And that's a problem because this place is the largest law firm in DC with these lawyers working on behalf of just one client, Donald Trump at the expense of everything else that matters. But I want to give James Comer some credit because after 50,000 pages of depositions and secret hearings and closed hearings, I think if we give him enough time, he's going to prove that Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son. And I yield back. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fucking, that's kind of funny there. I mean, like these. Not, okay, so this impeachment inquiry is interesting because it doesn't seem to be about anything. 
they've even like when they get on TV and people ask them what it's about, they're like, oh, well, we'll find out through the inquiry. And it's like, well, why are you doing the inquiry? They're like, oh, we'll find out once we do the inquiry. And it's like, all right, dude. All right, dude. Whatever. Here we have. I don't even know who this guy is. He's a member of the House of Representatives uh, asking what the GOP House majority has accomplished in the last 11 months. Someone from Colorado is recognized for 90 seconds. I thank the speaker. I thank the ranking member. Republicans have had a majority in this House for 11 months. And what do they have to show for it? Nothing. No efforts to grow the middle class, no efforts to lower costs, no efforts to build safer communities. Instead, an effort to default on our nation's debt, two attempts to shut down the government, vacating their own speaker, and now a baseless impeachment that they are pursuing for one reason and one reason alone, because former President Trump ordered them to do so. You ask them to articulate what crime they are investigating, they can't give you an answer. You ask them to identify any evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden, crickets. Mr. Speaker, the American people, I can assure you, are deeply disappointed in the actions that House Republicans have taken for the better part of the last year. And this action is no different. I urge my colleagues, reject this farce of a process and let's get back to doing the important work that the american people expect us to do this isn't going to go anywhere it might not even like it, it might fizzle out in the house even though they've uh, voted for the inquiry because now these for them to go about this right they they um they have to do work you heard that right they have to do work and um they're not really trying to do that i don't think who knows though up next, we got a Fox News is the five. So supposed to be like kind of a kind of a fun roundtable show from Fox. Uh, it continues to be incredibly fucking stupid. Being around here in New York City. Well, this is our hometown, right? In fact, tomorrow Mayor Adams is going to be on Good Day New York. Uh, we'll talk about it. As you know, he's begging D.C. And Senator Schumer, who's a big wheel, right, in D.C. We haven't heard him come out and put his arms around our mayor and say, you're right, this is terrible for our city. I mean, we know we're stretched to the ends, right? We have the Cardinal come on our show, Cardinal Dolan. And, and the Archdiocese has been wonderful to the migrants, taking them in, trying to get them clothing and homes and jobs and everything else. They say they're stretched. It's not a figment of our imagination that this is stretching our budget. But the mayor's getting no help. It's, he's, it's falling on deaf ears. One of the last times he went to D.C., one of his fundraisers got arrested. <laughs> he had to turn around and come back again. Everybody was looking. This was very suspect. What was the person doing fundraising for him arrested for? Was this the Biden administration a little critical of of our mayor because he was critical of Joe Biden? Mm -hmm. Jessica, why won't Joe? Wait a minute. <clears throat> what were the charges that the one of his fundraisers was uh, arrested on and who arrested him? Was it? I mean, it could have been uh, the state of New York. It could have been the city of New York. It could have been the feds, but she would have probably said if it was the feds. 
I'm assuming it was probably state charges. I don't know enough about it, but and by that I don't mean I means I don't know anything about it. But it I, I just don't know like a fundraiser like that's not even a member of his staff. That's just some person who raises funds. <sighs> Here's Clay Higgins vowing to go after the FBI leaders because of uh, January 6th. Clay Higgins should be going about the business of looking for that door they stole from the Capitol. But they're going down. These these men and their high perch and their their position of power and authority that are walking upon our entire history, our deepest core principles. They're not going to get away with it. They have so far. We'll see. Powerful people in this country, they want to make sure no one hears your, your voice. They want everyone to look at you like a far-right, crazy conspiracy theorist. Is that who you are? No, man. I'm a regular American man. The hell? Hell sanctimonious. He's not going after anybody. Not going after the FBI. Here, here's Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, it did look a little scripted, didn't it? It was a little too slick. A little too slick. A little too well edited. That's a. So yeah, yeah. I have a special set of skills. You've messed with the wrong guy. It's like that, like that movie, uh, Taken or whatever. Um. Up next, we got Vivek Ramaswamy. He uh, had a CNN town hall, and he claimed to some extent that the uh, the January 6th was an inside job and the federal agents uh, basically uh, in- enabled it to happen. And uh, the person hosting the town hall uh, pushed back, and uh, he didn't like that too much. Six. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's Mr. shameful, and if, if I may finish just answering, well, let me this, just, is, this is really I, I'm gonna, important now. I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here because, because you're I saying know this, that there the establishment were, doesn't approve of this message, I know that there this, were federal we should agents. be able to talk about this. You're saying that there were federal this is, agents This is important to talk about. This, you this are saying important. there were federal agents in the crowd on, on, yes. on January 6th. Yep. There is no evidence that there were federal agents in the crowd on January so, 6th. So why, before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so say how many there were. So you're saying that there's no, that you have not seen evi- any evidence so that we've there seen were, multiple, and so we've seen multiple informants suggesting that there were. We know people were, we know people were FBI informants who were asked. Is there this. any evidence? He just keeps talking over her. Let me, question, well, yeah. let me clarify. I know it's very uncomfortable for you. I'm going to clarify my question. I know this question is an uncomfortable issue for many people, but you, we have to do the truth here. I'm going to clarify my question because I want to make sure that you understand oh, what I'm oh, asking. I, Who are the people even clapping for? And I told you, I was where with you three years the, ago. I'm where not there now. Where is the evidence? Yes. Where is the evidence that the government had a plot, so let's do this. an inside I, job, but no, 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 I'm going to tell you what an inside job is because I'm not going to, I'm not violence on January 6th. I'm not going to let you put words in my mouth. I'm going to put my words in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you what, what I mean by that. Where is the evidence that the government was involved Entrapment. in planning or executing okay. January 6th? Where so I'm going, to, I'm, going to give you, I'm going to give you hard facts. And, and if I may, Abby, I know this is going to be a little uncomfortable, but we're going to, we're, we're going to go through this and you can, and you can, you can push just back on it for the evidence. That. And you can push back on that. He's like, I'm just asking for the evidence. Let's do this fairly. Why did they support? Let's do this fairly. Let's do this fairly. And by fairly, it means I get to talk over you when you ask me, like, it's a simple like, oh, where'd you hear that? I mean, I know that's not what she said, but that's like, that's like the question is like, oh, where'd you hear that? And he was just talking right the fuck over her, dude. Like, 
it's because he's like a rich guy, right? I and like like it, it, you know, and she's a member of the press, and part of his uh, part of his thing is that like, oh, I'm not going to take any guff from the press, but also he's a rich guy and she's a black lady, so rich, you know, there's there's that going on too, where he he probably thinks he can just talk right over her. I somebody in the chat said that uh, she, he's got a lapel on, mute his mic. I think yeah, I think if you don't let the interviewer ask the question and start talking. She she couldn't get like more than six words out at any point in that. <sighs> Here's Senator Ron Johnson talking about <clears throat> in uh, Wisconsin, there were a slate of fake electors that uh, were going to try to go to uh, D.C. for the uh, for the transfer of power. And um, some of them have been arrested. And Ron Johnson is going to claim that the Democrats have done the same thing. And then um, he's going to be asked uh, which Democrats. And it's not really going to not really going to go so well for Mr. Ron Johnson here. To go, Senator, I do want to ask about this. Obviously, it's your home state. Ten Republicans who signed paperwork falsely claiming that Trump won there in the 2020 election have now agreed to withdraw that paperwork, acknowledge that Joe Biden did win the election and also agree to, to not serve as an elector in the 2024 election or in any election where Trump is on the ballot. But there is one person who still serves, Robert Spindell, in a state agency that is responsible for administering elections and certifying the results. Do you think that he should resign from that, given the role he played in the fake elector scheme? No, again, there was an active court case. There are all kinds of irregularities in Wisconsin in the 2020 election. And in order to make sure that uh, the case just wasn't uh, determined to be moot, they had to have an alternate slate of electors, just like Democrats have done repeatedly in all kinds of different states. There was nothing untoward about what they did. There was nothing illegal about what they did. They were just an alternate slate of electors. They were going to court. They had $2.4 million on the line in damages if they lost this case at trial, that's why I, I, they, I know they, they they've took been harassed. They, they, but to say, you're I, saying I, I, that they I realize did Democrats wrong? have used the civil courts to harass these poor individuals. It's unfortunate. It's a travesty. But that's what Democrats do. They, they view politics as a blood sport. It was unfortunate. These folks did nothing different than what many Democrats have done in, in many states. They certainly throughout did, our history. Senator. I mean, there were multiple slates of fake, ele fake electors, including in your home state. They're acknowledging that they were playing a role in trying to improperly overturn the election. That's what they said. They, they got themselves agreement. out of a nuisance lawsuit. They, they agreed to get to settle a nuisance lawsuit that never should have been brought. So you think it's it fine a that someone... There's a travesty of justice. You think it's fine that someone who, who tried to overturn a legitimate election is still on a Democrat board electors have done that repeatedly. Democrats have done... Which Democrats one? have done the same thing. In, Republicans in have tried to criminalize it. fake slates of electors? No, it's, it's happened in different states. I, Which I, I one, didn't come sir? prepared to give you the exact states, but it's happened. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I just know it's happened. I can't. Like this is this is the thing. Is like, if you don't know, then don't make the claim. Just say, hey, I think there's more to this, and I'd like to come back uh, in a couple weeks to talk about that, if that's okay. And then we'll probably have you back on. Repeatedly, it has happened repeatedly. Just go check the books. Which books? <laughs> I mean, there have been alternate slates of electors by Democrat uh, electors in our history. Again, I, you didn't. This wasn't what this interview was going to be about. I'll, I'll come and I'll provide you the information. But I'm okay, absolutely I look forward about to that. I look forward to your office sending that information. We'll 
publish it if it's, if we'll it's accurate. That. Senator Ron Johnson. <laughs> which books? The best part of that wasn't which ones. He's like, you need to check the books. She's like, which books? <laughs> and I don't, I don't got no love for like CNN or anything, but sometimes the, the, the person is just dumbfounded by what the, what these people are saying. Sometimes the like anchor or the host or whatever is just dumbfounded and they just ask like the, the next obvious question is like, uh, which books? Who did that? Well, where'd you, where'd you get that information from? Why do you believe that? You know, what are you talking about? These are all like just sort of normal questions that people ask. And the, 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 the people being asked these questions, they act like it's the, it's like the fucking Cuban missile crisis or some shit. When they get asked this question, it's amazing. So, uh, one, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani was, uh, found liable for hundreds of million, over a hundred million dollars. I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of $140 million against those uh, two women who uh, he repeatedly claimed were involved in election fraud in Georgia. I forget their names. And um, maybe it's best if we don't utter their names ever again so they can live a normal fucking life and uh, never have to hear, never have to hear their name fucking in some talking heads mouth ever again. Here's uh here's Mr. Giuliani. Uh, Actually, before all, uh, before the trial, uh, saying that he was correct. I was proven to be telling the truth, and they were proven to be liars. Once again, that will happen. Uh, when I testify, you'll get the whole story, and it will be definitively clear that what I said was true, and that whatever happened to them, which is, it's unfortunate if other people overreacted. But everything I said about them is true. Do you remember? Oh, except that that's what it turned out that the fucking court thought wasn't the case. Otherwise, they wouldn't have ruled against you. Because for like defamation, libel, slander, truth is always a defense. It is the truth is an impenetrable defense. If you can demonstrate to the court that what you said is true, they're like, well, this is you're just now you're just uh you know, you might be insulting someone, but you're not, um, you know, libel, slander, defamation of character. Those are legal terms that require the thing to be false. And well, it was found that the, that the things that he was saying were false. And in the United States, actually, it's a pretty tough hill to climb to win like a libel, slander, or defamation of character uh, case. The it's it's hard. It's hard to win those kinds of things. So good on good on. Good on the court in this case, and uh, I hope those. I hope we never hear their names again. Legitimately, those women deserve the rest to live the rest of their life in fucking peace in the Hamptons <laughs> or wherever, wherever they choose to live. Leave them the fuck alone. That's what they deserve because all they were doing was their job as and trying to count your votes. They probably dealt with other abuse during the election cycle. Working at those places is tough. You don't get paid a lot. They were trying to do like their duty, a civil civic duty, and their life was just unbearable for a while. So um, this network will never speak their names again, and I hope no other network ever speaks their names again and only refers to them as the women who destroyed Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. And uh, here we go next. We got uh, this one. I just called it. It says Gottfeld. And then here's my bad joke. It's like more like what the fuck Feld. I don't even know what he's talking about that in this, but uh, I saw fit to, uh, Oh, this is bad. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is bad. Okay. So 
He's going to, in an effort to um, win the hearts and minds of uh, Jewish Americans, uh, Greg Gutfeld said this. They're in trouble, and here's why. They took the pro-Hamas cause, and they slipped it right into the BLM costume. Never mind the radicalism, the violence, the sexual atrocity. They took the costume of the oppressed and they switched it. Now the Jews are the oppressor. It's not young people they should worry about in their party. They should worry about Jews finally seeing the handwriting on the wall. You are the new oppressor. You are the new cops. You are the new Derek Chauvin. Whoa. This is the new George Floyd, you know. We desperately need. That's fucked up. This is not not great outreach to the Jewish community right here, Greg Gutfeld. To have a correction in the Democrat Party, because, you know, we've been saying this for years. A strong Democrat Party makes for a strong country. We need to have two sides of the same coin. Right. And they have to be based on common values. But you can't have common values if you separate everybody into identity boxes and then turn them on each other. And that's what the Democratic Party is suffering from right now. Bravo. So when he says we need a strong Democratic, piece of Democrat party, they'll never say Democratic party. But when he says that, he means one that agrees with him. And then I don't know. Then I don't know what the point of having a party. Uh, I mean, what the point? What's the point of even two parties if uh, Greg Gutfeld wants wants them all to agree with him? Um, that's not um, most. Uh, I don't think most American Jewish people are going to find that to be very compelling. Um, I think that I think that might have been kind of anti-Semitic. Um, and I think the reason I think it's kind of anti-Semitic is because when you suggest to uh, the Jewish people in America that um, that they are, in fact, um, sort of required almost to be in support of the Likud party, the, the governing coalition in Israel, um, that's anti-Semitic. Remember this whole thing about... <clears throat> Um, there's this anti-Semitic trope about like dual loyalty, right? Where if you're a, <clears throat> if you're a Jew and you're in politics somewhere, well, you're also loyal to Israel. Um, that's like a v- old anti-Semitic trope, and he just did it. Except he he tried to say that it was a positive thing or whatever. Or that that's that's what's going on here, but it's not. It's it's a it's anti-Semitic and it's gross. And uh, Jews tend to vote for Democrats. And I don't think I don't think that Greg Gutfeld's uh, fucking kind of disgusting thing that he just said there isn't going to is going to uh, like stop that. Anyway, up next, Piers Morgan has a show called Uncensored. Yet he uh, here's here's a little bit of his show that he uh, cut out. Usually lately when we've had Piers on this, we've been like, all right, you're doing all right. You're doing OK. But here, maybe maybe not so much. Maybe maybe not so great here. I genuinely You're very triggered about being boycotted. Yeah, because I feel it's, I, I feel it's really unfair. Why? I do because I've, I, a I don't think you've been watching the show, okay. and that's quite. I've clear. watched some of these shows, and that's quite clear. Okay. I don't think you sat, quite watch me sit with Bassam Yusuf for two hours okay. and really try and get under the weeds of this conflict mm-hmm. with somebody who can talk me all through it, right? So why didn't Mohammed Hijab get that same treatment? Loki get that same treatment? But they have. Get that same they treatment? have. I've cut, do you know how? Do you know how religiously I have actually watched certain episodes mm. that, on average, you interrupt your Muslim guests twenty one point three seconds. Really? What's your views on that? Did you watch the Bassam Yusuf interview? No, 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 no. I said I literally you know, interviewed no, him for more no, than any other guest, excluding Bassam Yusuf. Excluding oh, excluding Bassam him. Yusuf, excluding how many Bassam others do you want to exclude? There was another Palestinian doctor 
Andrew that Jones, I interviewed at length. Andrew I Jones never interrupted him once. Whenever you've had segments where it's 15, 20 minutes mm. with a Muslim guest, why do you interrupt every 27.3 no, seconds? You know who it is I interrupt? It's the extreme elements. Oh, so I'm, you're now throwing these labels? Yeah. Oh, why am I extreme? Okay, I think Explain to your viewers you're, why am I extreme? Because you are, your attempt to deny what happened October the 7th is an extremist oh, response. You call me an extremist. Your refusal to call it no, terrism no, that's is it. an extremist so there response. There we have it. There we have it. So I believe you are an Islamophobe and a genocide enabler yeah. for not using the correct term to describe Israel's indiscriminate okay, genocide. Okay, that's fine. You're perfectly entitled to call me that. There we are. You've got to actually produce evidence there's of that. Produce evidence of that. Yeah, you, are 7,000 children without I'm not remotely heads. Islamophobic. Yeah, yeah. Never have been. Carry on. Never will be. Yeah. Right? Ever. Okay. Right back to when I led the campaign against the Iraq war. Okay in this country, against my own government, okay. right? Never have been. Okay. It's an ugly slur you've tossed around because you've seen some misconstrued clips from an interview with a guy who wanted to deny the Hamas a terrorist firmly, or the committed the terror attack. And the reason you I did that and what fueled it is because you yourself firmly, don't think what happened on October the 7th was terror. I firmly echo the sentiments. I firmly echo the sentiments of the 91% of 13,550 people polled that believe you're an Islamophobe. Pierce, we, we Pierce can have a story. Any, anyone who rejects Pierce's version, which is basically mm. the Israeli version of events, they're an extremist. They're terrorist sympathizers. Who are you going to tag after this interview? You've got no one to tag, have you? <laughs> I didn't know there was a, a poll of like 14,000 people where over 90% of people thought that Piers Morgan was an Islamophobe. That's news to me. Um, I don't know how I would answer, but again, I'm, I'm not British. I don't watch that much Piers Morgan. We've caught a couple clips of him lately on here, um, mostly in the context, actually, like the Wednesday show, because he's been talking to some of these Manosphere people, and he doesn't like them. But anyway, that's about as much into that particular can of worms we're going to get into. Here is uh, this is uh, Minnesota Governor Tim Walls. I kind of like this guy. Here, here's a clip of him on CNN talking about the sort of current state of the culture war and uh, what his state's doing versus what some of the states around his are currently doing. And you said, basically, there's no such thing as a generic Republican. These guys are weird. Once they start running, their yes. weirdness shows up. What did you mean? What yes, weird I'll stand hat? by that. Well, well, look, just just the strange things they become obsessed with, demonizing our children, uh, becoming obsessed with people's personal lives in their bedrooms, restricting freedoms. I'm surrounded by states who are spending their time figuring out how to ban Charlotte's Web in their schools while we're banishing hunger from ours with free breakfast and lunch. That's what the public's looking for. That's what they're trying to get to. And they will weirdly obsess with everything to be mean and cruel and small in their ideas. And I didn't hear anything last night that did anything different to that. So I'll stand by that. I just think Americans know this is just weird stuff to be focused on. And, and, and many of the times it's just projection. We hear these stories every time they want to project morality to us. And I say as your elected leaders, you don't need to hear a sermon from us, but you expect us to try and live one. And I think whether it's making sure the middle class has what they need, protecting reproductive rights, truly addressing climate change, governors are doing that across the country. They're popular with that. And I think we understand we'll be able to do that because of Joe Biden's policies, whether it's the Infrastructure Act, CHIPS Act, bringing manufacturing back to America. Those are things people want to hear about, not demonizing some child because of who they are. Um, at the end of the day, Americans are better than that. Governor Tim. I mean, I like that guy. I don't. I don't know if I'm. You know, he. I don't know if I stand uh, Joe Biden the way that he did, but also like he's a Democratic governor, right? Like that's sort of one of the things he's expected to do, and that's fine. He was like, these people are weird, which I really liked. <laughs>
that's that, that fucking yeah it's a lot of it's weird he's like and are they really trying to ban charlotte's web that's crazy if they're trying to ban charlotte's web i don't i mean i thought when i was a kid i was bored by the book so but i don't think you should ban it anyway up next we got peter navarro on the steve bannon show um he doesn't like a uh, speaker of the house uh mike johnson apparently because mike johnson is a, i don't know a fake christian or some shit the nda just passed it just passed. This is Mike Johnson. And don't tell me you're a Christian. I don't want to hear you're a Christian. Don't wear your faith. Don't give me the Bible. I don't hear more Bible verse. When you've allowed the transgender, you've allowed all that garbage, all that tra demonic trash throughout the defense budget that you wonder why you wonder why you can't get you wonder why you can't get uh, that you can't get uh, kids, you know, red blooded American boys and girls to get into the military. With what you've done in this neo-Marxism and this cultural rot that now you have taxpayers <laughs> paying for in almost a trillion dollars, and you allowed this to happen, when the commitment, the commitment, if you can't get the majority, the majority doesn't go to the floor, the hazard rule. But you waive that to get this there because you're playing footsie with Mitch McConnell, Schumer, and you're just as bad as the bun guys because you should know better. So I don't need to hear any more biblical review, okay? I saw in action... <laughs> I thought Peter Navarro was going to talk in that clip, but he was just kind of sitting there watching Steve Bannon go off. Um, oh, crazy town. Oh, crazy town. The Speaker of the House has to govern. I don't like the Speaker of the House, but if he uh, compromised with some people to get some shit, uh, get some shit done, I guess that's good. Speaking of people I don't like, this next clip is from the Lincoln Project. Don't like the Lincoln Project. I think they're just grifters. I think that they are... They're right about Trump and like a lot of the stuff going on in the Republican Party, but a lot of them sort of refuse to acknowledge that this is the house that they built, and now they don't like the house that they built. But anyway, here's um, here's one of the Lincoln Project guys, as a Stuart P. Stevens, talking about uh, separation of church and state, and he's going to be pretty right on in this. Well, you know, I think there's a direct line between um, this time in 2015 when Trump came out and called for a Muslim ban. I mean, there absolutely should not have, have that shouldn't have been accepted by the Republican Party. There should have been the party should have gone out and said, look, if we stand for anything, we stand for the Constitution and the Constitution believes that there should not be a religious test as clearly stated. And what is a Muslim ban but a religious test? And I really think this was a turning point for the party, because once you accepted that clear uh, opposition to the fundamentals of the Constitution, it's just a slippery slope. And this is where you end up, where this kind of odd guy from uh, around Shreveport is, is saying that you know, the Bible and God has told him what to do. Um, you know, this is really a disservice to, to, to Christians who understand and try to live their lives by that. Um, and to use it politically like this, uh, it's it cheapening down a, a true value. I mean, black evangelicals are a tremendous force in this country, and they're not voting for Mike. And they're, they're <laughs> we're going to say that their religion is invalid because they're not voting politically this way. It's just a terrible uh, turn country to take if they support the Oh, the party you, the, the, the monster you created did it is doing things you don't like. I mean, he's right, but it just, it just, it just falls flat coming from these Lincoln party people. They created this. 
they're 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 they were the money behind this for a long time they were willing to harness it up until the point that like it went to like 101 percent of what they liked and then they're like oh my god extremism and it's like well you were you were with it all the way up until it got to 101 percent of the thing you wanted now it's bad fuck off fuck the fuck off somebody else who can fuck off is paul ryan he uh also helped uh helped build this and now he's uh, mad that it went just a little further than, than, than he thought it should. How do you think, because you're a student of history, where, Oh, no, he's not. How do you think we're going to look back on, or how will history regard people like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and people of that, their ilk? Maybe it's just, just the two of them. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, they're, Friends of mine, I think they called out, look, Trump's not a conservative. He's an authoritarian narcissist. So I think they basically called him out for that. He's a populist authoritarian narcissist. So historically speaking, all of his tendencies are, you know, basically where narcissism takes him, which is whatever makes him popular, makes him feel good at any given moment. And he, and he doesn't think in, in, in classical liberal conservative terms. He thinks in, in an authoritarian way. And he's been able to get a, a, a big chunk of the Republican base to follow him because, you know, he's the culture warrior. And so I think Adam and Liz um, stepped out of the, the flow and called it out and, um, you know, paid for it, paid for it with their careers. But I think, again, back to my earlier point, I don't think you can be really very good at these jobs unless you're willing to lose these jobs. And there has to be some line, some principle that is so important to you that you're just not going to cross. So that when you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror, you like what you see. Um, I think Adam and Liz are brushing their teeth liking what they see. Um, and I think there are a lot of people in Congress, good friends of mine, who would take the vote back if they could. Because I think a lot of these members of Congress, you know, like on the second impeachment, they thought Trump would... So I don't like this stuff where he's like, oh, people who I can't name uh, would take their vote back if they could. Well, they have a fucking... They're, they're in Congress. They can get on the news whenever they want. They can go on the news and say, you know what, I screwed up on this. You don't see them doing that, do you? dead they thought after general six he wasn't going to have a comeback he was dead so they figured i'm not going to take this heat i'm going to vote against this impeachment because he's gone anyway but what's what's ha happened is what? he's been resurrected um there's lots of reasons for that but he has been so i think there's a lot of people who already regret not you know oh they're naive this is right right they, they voted against the impeachment because of their naive that's right that's just they're not they're just you know they're just they're just uh, members of congress what do they know? Oopsie. You know, getting them out of the, out of the, out of the way when, when they could have, you know, like an impeachment. Um, so I think history will be kind to those people who saw what was happening and called it out, even though it was at the expense of their personal well-being. Man. He's just like, oh, they were too stupid to know what was going on, which is a crazy thing to say about your colleagues and friends, right? Because he was like, these are people I know and I'm friendly with or some, some version of that. Oh, they were just too dumb. It's like, well, what kind of people are you associating with? Why are you associating with so many dumb fucks? <laughs> all right, everybody. It's time for a palate cleanser, all right? The news hasn't been great this week. Um, although the very few technical difficulties uh, tonight, which is nice. This is what happens when a white suburb throws a hip-hop street party. 
the only one that would if she was clapping she'd be the only one clapping on the twos and the fours leave that little girl alone oh my god they have like the karaoke versions of this shit running behind this fucking uh musical act too this is awful throw up get a dj my god just get a fucking dj at least like if the people can't if people aren't you know dancing so well a lot of them are older people or whatever it's fine like whatever it it would it's it's just get a dj at least nobody's butchering this music if you just hire a dj then you have to be a good dj just somebody that like when one song ends they play the next one get somebody with a fucking uh somebody with a cell phone a giant bluetooth speaker Anything would have been better than that. <laughs> also, like, why have a hip-hop themed party? Why not just have music? Have a couple bands. Have some disco. I don't know. White people like disco, right? I spin disco. Anyway, uh, looks like we have another palate cleanser here. This car uh, needs to be detailed. There's something wrong with the inside of this car. Or maybe something very right with the inside of this car, but it's still not, not great if you're trying to drive it.
Yeah, I think that might have been staged or they put like food in there, right? So that like neighborhood cats came in. But there, you know, if, if you come up to your car and you see that, it's a little bit cute, but you can't really drive. Maybe catnip. I don't know what was going on there, but it it was funny. It was funny. I hope the kitties are okay. I hope they weren't. Hope they weren't being tortured or fucked with in any kind of meaningful way. Um, and if there was food in there, food and catnip in there, I don't know. It was a little party for the kitties inside of that uh, uh, small sedan. Up next, we got a story. I got some thoughts on this one. So there was a um, U.S. Navy officer in Japan who had uh, fallen asleep at the wheel and uh, killed two people in his car. Um, he was in jail in Japan and uh, he's been released from uh, Japanese jail. Now, if he'd done that in America, he'd still be in jail. And um, here's uh, Jake Tapper's take on it. Usually this guy has okay takes for a CNN guy, but I have a feeling this ain't gonna be great. A US Navy officer detained for more than 500 days in Japan is coming home. Lieutenant Ridge Alconis had been in a Japanese prison since October 2021. He was convicted of negligent driving and was sentenced to three years in prison. Alconis says he lost consciousness on a drive with his family from Mount Fuji when he killed two people accidentally. He offered the victim's families over $1 million in restitution, as is customary in Japan. But the Alconis family claims that there have been violations of the status of forces agreement between the U.S. and Japan during the proceedings of the case, adding his sentence was a, quote, travesty of justice. The years-long effort to secure his release was, was led by his wife, Brittany. She even met with President Biden at the beginning of 2023 to urge him to do more for her husband's release. In May of this year, she joined the lead and spoke about the toll her husband's detainment has taken on her family. Take a listen. But my son asked me the other day, he said, Mommy, the president, you said the president's getting daddy home, then why isn't he home yet? Um, and, you know, if if daddy suffered an emergency, why is he in jail? And those are questions I can't I can't answer. The good news for the family is Al Conus was brought back to the United States under an international prisoner convention. He is now in U.S. custody. A Justice Department official told me just a few minutes ago that this process could take a few months as the U.S. Parole Commission compares his prison sentence in Japan to how the U.S. might have handled this tragic incident. Uh-oh. they determine Alconis' sentence, he might even end up in home custody. We do not know. Though he is not back with his family quite yet, he is headed for American soil, and the Alconis family says they are optimistic he will be home for the holidays. We will continue to keep you appraised of that story. So um, if I fell asleep at the wheel and killed two people in a foreign country, I'd be fucked. And I probably should be. Like, two people are dead. He's like, oh, but I offered them a million dollars. like, fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, I do feel the kids, like, don't understand. But I think that, uh, depending on how you... If the kids are super young, then they're probably never going to understand. But uh, if the kids were, like, you know, old enough to understand, you could be like, hey, you know, this isn't good for us. But, you know, if you fall asleep while you're driving and you kill two people, there are consequences for that. And uh, when you, you know, if they're like 12 or something, right? You're like, when you're old enough to drive, you know, I'm, I hope you don't fall asleep. You should never drive if you're super tired. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was, uh, if he suffered a medical emergency of some kind, well, that's different. And, um, but they would have said that, right? If there were, if he had a stroke or 
if, yeah, if there was a medical emergency of some kind, they would have said that. And he, I don't think Japan would have, I don't think the Japanese government puts people in jail if they have a medical emergency while they're driving and people die. This is, those are just tragic acts, not just those are tragic accidents. So I think the dude was either, he was, it was reckless. It is reckless to drive when you are on the edge of falling asleep. It is as bad as driving drunk, possibly worse. And so, um, you know, I, I suppose it's, if he's going to, if the charges are going to be compared, he, he might end up with getting more time, not less. And I suppose it's, you know, it's, uh, if, you, if you can if you can extradite somebody or whatever so they can serve their time here in the, in the states so they can get visitation rights with their family like other people that's fine i don't see any problem with that um this story is, i'd say we're going to follow up on this or we'll keep an eye on it but this story is going to go away we're never going to hear about this again just the way that it, the way that it that was covered was a little weird um but i guess i tapper i thought it was going to be bad but he just gave us the facts so that's that's okay that's okay Although hearing that lady's sob story was a little much. Up next, here's uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, doesn't like uh, doesn't like Nikki Haley much. Unfortunately, if somewhere happened to Donald Trump, Nikki Haley's the best they got. Of the and don't let the corporate media distract you. All this, oh, it's, it's Nikki Haley. So the rise of Nikki Haley in Oklahoma, uh, uh, Iowa, and they're doing this and doing that. All that the opening salvo of the 2024 election was yesterday. It didn't take place in Iowa, and it didn't take place in Pennsylvania. It didn't even take place in Georgia. It took place in Arizona. As uh, in Cochise County, in Cochise County, you know what you have in Cochise County? You have patriots. They're in the front line of the invasion of this nation, and they're unwavering. These are some of the best, toughest, hardest people in our nation. And yesterday, two of the supervisors who refused to go along with this sham election they had in Arizona were indicted on two felonies each. Good. Two by an illegitimate attorney general, which out of 2.5 million votes, essentially stole this was, I think, 239 or 251, 239 votes out of 2.5 million, stole it from the legitimate attorney general. This is all incorrect. I don't know about this case, but... even an AG that doesn't like you <clears throat> is hesit- is going to be a little more hesitant to bring charges against sitting uh, board uh, members of boards of supervisors. Um, I'd have to look into that, but I I bet they tried to like they materially try. They probably were the ones that did election fraud. And yeah, the Arizona the uh, statewide elections are going to be close. It's Arizona is one of those places where it just flipped. For a while, it was close to 50-50, and I think now we're, gonna, we're, we're looking at like 51-49 sort of um, in Arizona going forward. I think that as more people move to Arizona, you move to Arizona, you don't want to move to the middle of nowhere. It's fucking hot as shit there. You want to move to the city. There's more amenities for you in the city. I know I don't want to live in the middle of nowhere, Arizona. I'd want to live in like Tempe or Phoenix or something if I lived there, because at least there's shit to do like inside. It's hot as fuck there. Up next, we got E.W. Jackson. Apparently, he's running for president now, too. Fucking fantastic. And as always, shout out to Right Wing Watch. Couldn't do this show without Right Wing Watch. Homosexuality is sin, and we've got to start saying that again. Aw, shit. Well, you just lost. 
so that people hear it loud and clear and unequivocal. And well, loud is certainly something you got you got covered, friendo. You got loud covered. Is why we oppose it. We don't hate those people, but we will never go along with that sin. And, and then you hate us. You hate us. If you if if this is the way you're going to talk about us, you hate us. Whether or not you're going to say that you hate us, you hate us. I don't give a shit. Like your behavior is is far more important than whether or not you say you hate me. You hate me, and that's fine. I don't like you either. Fuck you. Never bow to it. We will never allow our children to bow to it. We will never allow our institutions to bow to it because we're going to bow only to Almighty God. We made a big mistake to accept this sexual orientation mess. We got to reverse it and go back to the point where there is only one marriage, one man, one woman. That's it, and nothing more. Only one marriage. That's great. Only one per. Only one man. One marriage. We get one married couple everybody we get to choose who who is going to be america's married couple you got one marriage nothing more and here's number two because if we don't do this we're going to be continuously berated and harassed and sued which is what's going on all over the country right now we need a constitutional amendment that says for, for purposes of law and rights, there are only two genders. They're male and female. That's it. And when you go to my website, you'll see both those constitutional amendments laid out. And see, so it's actually really hard to pass a constitutional amendment of any kind. You need like two-thirds of the states. And you're just not going to get two-thirds of the states and two-thirds of the Senate or whatever. You're not going to get it. So you can, you can talk all you want about constitutional amendments. Very hard to pass them. The thing, we're not saying people can't live however they want to live. We're not saying they can't do with themselves whatever they want to do. But what we're saying is you won't have the legal right to impose that on me, on my child, on my business, on my life. You have to keep that in your own private sphere. And yeah, somebody in the chat just said this is why you don't put your logo on the podium. It's right because if <clears throat> if I if I could, I could like uh, edit this and make it be like look at what the CEO of the Marriott company is saying. Try to bring it into the public square. I'm tired of hearing about Christians being sued because they wouldn't bake a cake, because they wouldn't take a photograph, because they wouldn't create something for some sort of so-called so-called same-sex relationship. We have that's, a that's the Fourteenth Amendment. If you are. Um, a place of public accommodation. If you're open to the public, you have to take all comers unless like you can kick people out if like they won't wear shoes and shit at your place. Like you have all kinds of reasons you can kick people out and not do business with people. People are screaming at you, disrespecting your staff. Um, people come in and they're farting all over the place. You can kick them out. Although maybe there's a medical issue where you're farting all the time and you can't kick them out. But you, you the 14th amendment covers this, uh, dude, you should try reading your, uh, I bet this guy has a pocket constitution. You should try reading the number 14 in there amendment right to religious liberty and nobody should be able to force us to make something or say something that violates our christian conscience and like shadrach meshach and abednego i don't care what the supreme court says i don't care what any legislature says i am not bowing down to a law that violates the law of god well and then we gotta, now we got a problem with the first amendment right <laughs> so like the, here's the thing um, if you want to do business, you have to obey the rules of doing business. You as an individual, you can do it. You can bake. I can not bake a cake for anybody. I didn't bake a cake for everybody. Today. I didn't make no cakes today. Right. But if I got a cake business and I'm like advertising that I got a cake business and I have a business license and all that, 
everything I have to fucking do to have a cake shop that is a, you know, a legal business. I've signed a bunch of fucking documents, right? And a lot of those documents probably include all this shit. <laughs> In fact, they, they do. It includes all this stuff. You have to sign documents about your responsibilities as a business owner. It may not specifically say that you got to make a gay wedding cake, but it, there are, there's, there's anti-discrimination uh, language in business documents. Like, absolutely. <clears throat> there is no way that there isn't. Like, I don't understand why these people think that, uh, I just don't understand this. There are, so <clears throat> when you have a business, if you're like a C Corp and S Corp and LLC or whatever, you, uh, gain limited liability and in exchange for limited liability, you, uh, that's a privilege. You do give up some of the rights that you would have as an individual. That's just the way it works. I don't know what to tell you. It's a contract between you and the government. It creates a uh, false, uh, basically a fake entity, a socially constructed entity that is has to follow more rules and regulations than you do as an individual. It's called a business. These people should fucking... Uh, I thought they were the party of business. I thought they would understand this. Here's at a Trump rally. This guy's like, I'm going to speak to you as a pastor. I will begin in a moment to lead us all in prayer, but for just a moment, I will speak to you as a pastor, to a nation in decline, and to a nation on the brink of calamitous ruin. We have witnessed a sitting president weaponize the entire legal system to try and steal an election and imprison his leading opponent, Donald Trump, despite committing no crime. The corruption in Washington is a natural reflection of the spiritual state of our nation. In order to make America great again, I believe we must do two things. We must become godly again, submitting... Submitting ourselves to the scepter of the Most High King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Boring. And we must re-elect President Trump for the third time. Well, then he would be ineligible. Yeah, he would be ineligible if it was the third time, but they're, they're just... Play and make believe that he won in 2020. He almost did. He almost did. He almost won, and then he almost fucking stole it. I don't like playing these so much, but we'll play one. You know, the, the people at these fucking rallies are—they never change. They never change. It's the same old shit every time we we watch these uh, person on the on the ground thing at these rallies. They're always wearing some weird flag shit on their shirt, and it's just just always the same weird shit like this shirt look it's like normal isn't coming back it's like what, what, you, what is normal i don't want to say he's perfect the only perfect person that ever walked this earth was jesus but and the cops killed him is he was wonderful in office for four years and he proved that so what is it about trump that you love so much uh number one he's a godly man he he's working for god for darn sure um, number two, he really cares about us. He cares about us. He cares about what happens to us. He cares about our country. He didn't come in there because he wanted the money. He's got money. 
he's he's coming there because he is actually working for God and he wants to help us and he wants to get us to a good he wants to make America great again and I I you know it's true you know but I I, I think he's going to make it even greater because I don't think no matter what they try to do to stop him he's going to come back because he's working for God and God's on his side absolutely he is God Oh man, that's always the same shit. That's why I don't like running those because like there's never nothing ever changes. You could just like fucking you just change out just like a few words, a couple fucking things on the shirt, whatever. For a minute, I thought that might be Deanna Plus though. That's that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> anyway, not often do we get to run a video of a hero, but and I think everybody saw this this week. This this man with the, the earpiece. Kind of a portly man with an earpiece was uh, asked a dumb question and gave a good answer. And then he became memed. He got memed as like a hero. He was uh, on the Chad side of the Chad and dork meme or whatever. I forget what that meme's called. Here we go. A hero emerges. LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Why can't you have both? You need to pick one. I refuse the question. You can't refuse the question. I do. But you can't. But I did. But you need to pick one. <laughs> no, I don't. I just said you did. <laughs> so what? Can you pick one? Uh, no, because they're both doable. No. Only <laughs> one. I don't have to pick one because you can have both. But the answer is, both is not an answer. It's not a valid answer. I reject your question. You can't reject it. I just did. Can you pick one? I don't have to. <laughs> Why? Because they're both completely doable. So LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Both. That's not an answer. Yes, it is. LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Both. Are you trying to troll me? No. I'm just wondering which one you like more. I like them both. You can't have both. Yes, you can. Not in this question. <laughs> Too bad. Why are you trolling me right now? Because I don't have to choose. All right. Well, if I had to ask you gender inclusivity or economic stability, you can have both. You can't. Why you make this so difficult? I'm trying to pass my final. Too bad. Which one do you pick? I pick them both. Um, but that's not a valid answer. Too bad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> why are you trolling that was perfect he's like why are you asking this dumb question uh, that was fantastic and I'm, I'm glad that guy got memed after that i'm glad that kind of went viral and that guy got memed because that guy was that guy was super cool um here we go we got uh, another hero emerges there was a um, this appears to be fairfax county school board um this guy's name is Carl Frisch, and he was elected to the school board, and he uh, decided to uh, take his oath of office on top of a bunch of, with his hand on a bunch of uh, uh, LGBTQ plus books. And so uh, it is another hero. And I saw some conservative reactions to this. They're fuming about this guy, but we'll take our heroes where we can get them. And this guy's one of them. Repeat after me, please. Yes. I, state your name. I, Carl V. Frisch. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I will faithfully and impartially. And I will faithfully and impartially. Discharge all the duties. Discharge all the duties. Incumbent upon me as the Providence Magisterial District Member incumbent upon me as the Providence Magisterial District Member to the Fairfax County School Board to the Fairfax County School Board according to the best of my ability according to the best of my ability congratulations 
oh they're fuming then the, then the kiss the kiss I, I assume that's his partner the kiss with his partner there they're fuming at this guy fucking so, so far we got two heroes this week let's see do we got a third oh we got a third we got another hero this is from a board meeting we've been watching we've been keeping track of this on um <clears throat> on a public comment that's a late tuesday night after down ballot this is uh well, you'll remember this if you've been watching uh, Down Ballot. Check this out. Bridget, our first ever interaction was when you retweeted a hate article about me from The Nationalist while I was a Sarasota County school student. You are a reminder that some people view politics as a service to others, while some view it as an opportunity for themselves. On this board, you have spent public funds that could have been used to increase teacher pay to change our district lines for political gain, remove books from schools, target trans and queer children, erase black history, and elevate your political career, all while sending your children to private schools because you do not believe in the public school system that you've been leading. My question is why doesn't an elected official using our money to harm our students and our teachers for her gain seem to matter as much to us as her having a threesome does? Bridget Ziegler, you do not deserve to be on the Sarasota County School Board, but you do not deserve to be removed from it for having a threesome. That defeats the lesson we've been trying to teach you, which is that a politician's job is to serve their community, not to police personal lives. So, to be extra clear, Bridget, you deserve to be fired from your job because you are terrible at your job, <laughs> not because you had sex with a woman. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, get him, young man. Yeah, we've been watching Sarasota, the Sarasota school board uh, meetings on uh, public comment. And uh, that was that's pretty much my position, too, is that, uh, yeah, she's bad at her job and she's shitty and she doesn't, like, give a shit about the people in her community. And the threesome actually is the only cool thing about her. We got a couple more before we're going into red light here. Uh, this is something we haven't been really covering it so much on this show, but we've been talking a little bit about it on our um, on our tech show called How the Tech Are You? That's not a live show. That's just a podcast, but you should definitely check that out. Here's that Sam Altman from OpenAI trying to explain what's going been going on over there the last couple of weeks. The first one, I think, uh, on the minds of many people in the room tonight. Uh, what the hell happened? <laughs> um... <laughs> it's a good opener. Thank you. A lot of things. It, it, it's, honestly, it's been a crazy whole year. Like, in the context of everything that has happened to us this last three weeks or month or whatever it's been, it stands out, but not as much as you would think it should. We, we kind of, like, went from this unknown research lab to this, like, reasonably well-known tech company in a year, and I think that takes most companies, like, ten years, and that's been a wild experience to live through. Um, of course, these last few weeks have been particularly crazy uh, and sort of like painful and exhausting and happy to like be back to work. Um, to say something like empathetic, uh, I think everybody involved in this, as we get closer and closer to super intelligence, um, everybody involved gets more stressed and more anxious and we realize the stakes are higher and higher. And I think that all exploded. So he didn't answer the question. Um, he, he's like, Oh, we're just too good at AI. And that's why I, everything went haywire at my company. And then I got fired. And then, the, then the board had to step down and rehire me. I'm just too smart. These are supposed to be the smartest people in the world. This guy, like apartheid Clyde, Elon Musk, these are supposed to be the smartest people in the world, 
but they can't even just answer a fucking question because the, the the question was like what what happened and they want they wanted to know like why did the board of uh, OpenAI fire you? He knows damn well why they fired him. It could have been some shit we don't know about. It could have just been that he you know maybe he was maybe he was in a technic in a typical tech bro fashion. Maybe he was like shitty to the people who work for him, and they were like oh we don't like this. <clears throat> maybe you know OpenAI is supposed to be a nonprofit. Maybe he was doing things that are you know, antithetical to their nonprofit mission. This is all just speculation. I don't know which one of these might be the case, but instead he just said, Oh, we're getting too close to the super intelligence and everybody's just getting scared. It's like, no, you're not. You just taught the thing to do arithmetic. You dumb fuck. I could do arithmetic when I was five basic arithmetic. Mind you, I couldn't do long division. Somebody in chat's like, maybe he had a threesome. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt the man had a threesome. I, I seriously doubt the man had a threesome. Up next, we have... This is a, an instance of the Thursday show creeping into the Sunday show. This is uh, police threatening to arrest someone for practicing witchcraft. Which is crazy town. In case anybody was wondering if this show is live, this show is live and our internet seems to have just dropped. Our internet seems to have dropped for a, an extended period of time this time, not a short period of time. This is not great. I'm so mad at the fucking Comcast company right now. Not just right now, like always. This has been an ongoing issue for us for a couple weeks around here. And um, yeah, the people on the podcast are finally hearing about it. Usually it reconnect, usually it jumps right back on fairly quickly, but this time it's just dead. Just absolutely fucking dead. No connection. Oh, here we go. We're back. I believe we are back. No, we're not. All right. Well, here we go. All right. All right, everybody, we're back. Sorry about that. The internet dropped. There's nothing I can do about it. It's been an ongoing problem. Uh, I hope everybody rejoins the stream here. And uh, people listening on the podcast, this is the first time you will have heard about this problem. I've been able to work through it most of the time. Anyway, up next we have sometimes the content from our Thursday show will creep into our Sunday show. And this is uh, just one such example. Get ready with me for cops coming to my metaphysical store on suspicions of witchcraft charge. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a live show. Anybody wondering? Get ready with me for cops coming to my metaphysical store on suspicions of witchcraft charges in the year 2023. Hey, did you have literal witch hunts on your 2023 bingo card? Because if so, you're probably going to go ahead and check that box. 
This is all happening in Pennsylvania. person runs a shop that if you are, say, Wiccan or practice a similar faith, they may have things that you want there. Also does tarot card reading. Back around Halloween, a newsletter decided to showcase the shop because they thought it'd be fun. You know, someone could go to Wawa, grab an Ogie, then run over there for some Halloween tricks and treats. And of course, as a small business owner, that's great to get local press. So very happy about it. Newsletter came out. The newsletter sent them an email letting them know they'd been contacted by the chief of police who said they were going to come by their shop to tell them that fortune telling is illegal in the state. And they weren't fortune telling is illegal. I can't. Are you fucking kidding me? Showed up at their business to tell them, hey, technically illegal in the state. And I'm not here to do anything to you today. But if I were to get a complaint about you, I'd have to investigate and potentially charge you because it's against the law. They felt intimidated. In fact, they felt that perhaps the chief came there to make sure they felt intimidated. Now, technically, there is a statute in Pennsylvania that labels fortune-telling illegal. Here's the thing. This is really, really old. Lots of states have old laws that don't make sense. This one, if you look closely, best case, it was something that was trying to maybe stop like grifters or fraudsters. Because it says stuff like, you can't tell someone where their missing item is or how to find buried treasure. Deeper, darker reason is there was a lot of uh, Romanian immigrants who came to... Yeah, but this is about the Roma. This guy's smart. And it was really trying to target them and their beliefs. But there's lots of laws like this that are technically illegal but don't get enforced. In fact, in Pennsylvania, it's also illegal to sing in the bathtub, yet no one seems to be showing up and doing house... I think it should be illegal to sing in the bathroom. Singing when you bathe or I'm going to come for you. So they got a civil rights attorney. That attorney says this is an unconstitutional law and wants to work to get that off the books in Pennsylvania. But also, the attorney, trying to look out for their client, sent a letter to the police department saying, hey, we want assurances that you are not going to pursue this outdated law with my clients. And the police responded. The police aren't backing down, essentially, which is really cool. So let's read the letter that they sent me, shall we? Um, basically, it says that like the chief was there with the intention just to inform me of the existence of the law um, as it could possibly affect my services, but only if they investigate it, which is like literally his job. Anyways, um, the visit did not serve any investigative function. Um, he did not threaten to enforce the law against your client. He did. Um, he said that if he ever got any reports, he would be back. So I don't know what that is. It then goes on. Was she doing fortune telling? Misinterpreted this exchange, which I'm not sure how I was supposed to interpret two grown men in my shop um, telling me that I can't read tarot cards because they might arrest me. Um, but they aren't today. They aren't there today, you know, to arrest me, but they could. What they didn't do was give assurances that they wouldn't pursue charges, which was literally the point of why their attorney contacted them in the first place. Not to sue them, not to threaten them with legal action, just to say, hey, we can all agree this is an outdated, archaic law. We just want you to say, yeah, we know, we're not gonna pursue it. And instead it was a lot of like, I wasn't threatening, I don't know what you're talking about. In fact, there's a whole part in there, they were much more concerned about the fact that the cameras in the shop recorded audio of them speaking and they didn't give permission for their voices to be recorded. So basically going after someone for practicing witchcraft in 2023. Uh, I'm gonna tag their TikTok, if they have Instagram and stuff, I'll tag those as well, so y'all can show some support. Um, but I feel like there are probably more important things to concern yourself with in Hanover, Pennsylvania 
than this. There are definitely more important things in Hanover, Pennsylvania to worry about than that. We got one more story here on our regular docket before we go into red light, assuming that we can even go into red light as we are uh, definitely not connecting to our server in any sort of meaningful way. Um, up next, though, we got a dumb, dumb Dave Rubin. He is going to talk about the movie Leave the World Behind, or maybe it's a show Leave the World Behind. But uh, Dave Rubin is dumb as fuck, and he's going to have a dumb as fuck take. Oh, it's television show Leave the World Behind. He's going to call it predictive programming. Now I'm watching Leave the World Behind, which is on Netflix. It's the Michelle and Barack Obama produced Netflix show about how there is a like a digital blackout. Everything basically shuts down. We showed you a clip of it, I think, two days ago, where this, the young black girl in the midst of all the digital shutdown turns to her dad, and she's like, when the world starts up again, can we make sure white people aren't in charge? So I was like, you know what, let me watch this freaking thing. So about halfway through, I was watching it this morning. There's just, it feels like predictive programming out of Hollywood. They want us to think the digital shutdown's coming. They want us to think the civil war is coming. One of the things they do in, in Leave the World Behind. Wait a minute, your friend Tim Poole always talks about how there's a civil war coming. Tesla shut down, right? So they don't like Elon Musk, the Teslas have to shut down. The young girl is very anxiety ridden. And then there was a, even a really weird line about how, she, so she loves the show Friends. And, and then this young black girl is like, she likes your, your daughter likes friends like friends is like a throwback to a time that never existed like they want to destroy old things that people love friends and they want to destroy new things that people love teslas like it's just hollywood is evil <laughs> what a dumb fucking take you know what i'm glad this guy doesn't like the show i wasn't planning on watching it but now that dumb dumb dave rubin doesn't like it i think i'm planning on watching it fuck it everybody subscribe to netflix and uh watch this show uh, leave the world behind because why not Dave Rubin hates it. So if that's not a ringing endorsement of something, I don't know what is. So everybody, we're going to go into red light. Thanks everybody for hanging out during the podcast. Uh, thanks people on Spotify, etc., for listening to the show. And, uh, thanks, I guess everybody for toughing it out with my internet, not just tonight, but over the last few weeks, it's going to continue to be this way. I think for another couple weeks, according to the people I've spoken to over at Comcast, they swear they're doing an upgrade, but most upgrades don't do this. I think some shit's broken and they're trying to pretend it's an upgrade. We'll see what's going on though. Um, you can support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex or just go to echoplexmedia.com slash support. Also, uh, eplex.store, we got a bunch of great stuff in there. And during red light, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff we're discontinuing as we're replacing some of the logos for some of our shows and whatnot. Uh, again, I'd like to thank Comcast for um, when we were approaching a decent number of viewers got a couple raids from some great people here and then the internet just dumped on us right after that happened i have to thank comcast so very much for that it uh, really helps me make money being as i do this for a living now thanks thanks so much appreciate it this is uh boomers by periscope i'm going to change the color of the lights in this room change the contents of my beverage and uh, we'll be back with the post game stay stay put everybody i don't know unless it kicks you off again who knows <laughs>